we're all looking to make more sustainable choices. But making your own shoes out of natural materials could pose a few challenges. At the Allbirds Innovation Lab, they're doing all the sciencey stuff, like research and testing to create shoes from natural materials. Like leather made from plants, eucalyptus tree fiber, and sugarcane. It's not rocket science, it's shoe science. Allbirds is making shoes better than natural. They're supernatural. Find your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. For whatever reason, there's always been a stigma around mental health in our communities. Some people say that talking about your feelings makes you weak. But you know what? It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. No matter what you're struggling with, you can call or text 988-LIFELINE to connect with a trained crisis counselor and get the resources and support you need. No judgment, no stigma, just hope. Text or call 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE day or night. 988. Hope has a new number. As we reach lockdown day 974 or something like that, I'm clearly struggling with cabin fever. But it has given me uh, the ability to catch up on a number of reports that have come in over the last 12 months that I've not been able to uh, bring to you. So it's an ideal opportunity for me to do that now. So if you're sick of being stuck in, as I am, and you want to be whisked away to somewhere better, let's have a listen to a compilation of new reports. Ape-like creatures, strange red eyes in the night, and dogmen and werewolves. A huge canine chasing a deer in 2016 in the Puddle Town Forest in Dorset. Now, as many as you know, for members of BBR, um, they get an exclusive early podcast. And I put that podcast out on Spreaker and Podbean and iTunes and all of the other. But they get it first. So this was a listener to the podcast. Um, and she said, I've honestly never given it a thought to the UK of encrypted creatures. Until around about four years ago now, on a trip to the Puddle Town Forest. I was visiting as I love being out in nature. And I was walking and I came to a path which has embankments. And I saw a massive deer coming down the path. And it jumped right over me from one embankment to the other. A few seconds later, a huge dog came bounding after that deer. And when it saw me, the dog stopped. And it checked me out. It was much bigger than a normal dog. And I couldn't put a breed to it. It looked somewhat like a German Shepherd. Thankfully, I've never seen it on any of my other visits to the forest. I honestly felt lucky to be alive after that encounter. Now, Puddletown Forest is in Dorset. And it's one of the areas where we have very old historical reports of wood wolves and wildmen. One famous historical court case was heard when a young lass committed the crime of being pregnant without wedlock. Um, Can you believe that you used to get locked up for that? Well, she was acquitted of the crime, as she explained. "'Twas not a young lover who had her with child, but twas the wild man of Yalom. She was taken and kidnapped and brought home with child. The old tales say she gave birth to a green-haired child.' And on the night of its birth, she climbed Yellowham Hill and returned the child to the walls, coming back down alone. Now, I don't know about that, but it is actually written in the old history books that a young lass was taken before the court and her excuse for being with a child was that she was taken by the wild man of Yellowham, or Yellowham, as it was called. Round about the same area, in 2010... A very strange photograph was taken and it was presented to the local press in March of that year. When a lady who was looking out of the window from her home grabbed her phone and took a photograph when she spotted a strange creature bounding around the playing field on all fours. Terry Lee Cox grabbed her phone and took the shot when she spotted the creature bounding around the playing field running around. The furry animal, as she described it, clambered up a tree and was quickly out of sight. Terry said, It was such a shock. I couldn't believe what I was seeing at first. It looked to be about the size of a small gorilla. It was walking like one as well, using its arms and feet to move. I think she means it was down on all fours. It was definitely a monkey because you could tell by its hunched back 
and the way it scampered across the field and then straight up a tree. It wasn't a black dog or anything like that. Now, Terry, who is a social care student, was looking out of her bedroom window when she saw the mysterious animal um, in the play area about 100 yards away. Something to note, a number of years ago, an investigation at Puddleton Forest was carried out by BBR and it was done by our founding member, Adam Bird, who now has his own paranormal investigation team. He recorded a number of whoops, howls and hand claps and they were recorded over a number of visits um, to the forest because he often spends time down in that area. One of the noises he picked up was a whoop and that interests me because we don't really have anything other than birds that could do anything close to a monkey's whoop. So when whooping noises come in, um, I generally get quite excited, especially when they're coming from an area where we've had actual figures or ape-like creatures spotted. And one of those areas is Sherwood Forest. Now, I got a report in 2018, and it was for a young man who was camping overnight in Sherwood, not at the registered campsite. He was just wild camping in the woods. And he reported hearing monkey-like whoops throughout the night. He said he wasn't scared by the noises, as he was more curious as to what could have been making the sound. He often camps here and he rides the bike trails, but this is the only occasion he has ever heard anything that he couldn't identify. Now, I do remember about two years ago, we had a researcher from BBR whose son also made reports of whoops and whoop-like noises within Sherwood Forest. Now, another report came in to me just this month. It actually came in on the 15th of June, so not so long ago. Uh, Sherwood Forest whoops. I was walking along today in the Clipston Forest area in Nottinghamshire, and I heard a loud whoop sound twice. It was too guttural to be a human, and I was wondering about possible sightings here or nearby at Sherwood Forest. I feel a bit daft writing this, but I heard what I heard. I heard a whoop. I was able to reassure the witness that there are other whooping reports within Sherwood and in other areas across the UK. And in Sherwood, there have been a number of figures that have been seen. Once, Sherwood stretched for many many miles in all directions and it's far smaller now sadly but it does hold a cave system below and it has many of its woods are just left in small wooded areas that encircle the forest and move out across the UK. Now there are reports within Sherwood itself and from those smaller woods around it. Now the witness here in the whoops was when one of those smaller woods and we also have a witness at Lost Car Wood who was packing up and returning home from a fishing trip when he saw a strange two-legged, hairy, tall, upright figure that was standing next to a gate and he caught it in the glimmer of his headlights as he was turning the car. There was also a lady who was driving home through Sherwood Forest who saw two wild men. She said they were standing by the side of the road and she described them as naked clearly male and completely covered in hair. The witness stated in her own words, I'm going to be honest and say their experience really scared me. They were really tall and naked and looked like cavemen of some kind. The big one stood about six and a half feet tall and was clearly a male. I could see his sexual parts. This male was covered in hair, which was brown in colour. It had no clothing on at all. And they both had something strange about their experience. They had weird shaped heads. Sorry, something strange about their appearance. That was my mistake. They both had weird shaped heads, like a deformed skull. Very apish, almost like a chimp. But the face looked human too, and very man-like. The other smaller one was much shorter, only about three foot tall, and had much less hair on its body than the adult one. The little one looked the same as the bigger one, just much younger. It also had a deformed head for a human, but it still had a human-shaped face within it. I don't know how to explain it to you. It's incredibly difficult to put into words. Now, another gentleman made a report through Rick, Nick Redfern after he and his wife had a strange encounter close to Sherwood Forest. 
The gentleman explained he saw a large hairy hominid that was approximately seven to eight feet tall in the vicinity of Sherwood Forest approximately 20 years ago. I would say this report is probably about 28 years old. He wasn't the only witness as his wife also saw this and it was around 11 a.m., 11 p.m., 11.30 p.m. He was driving his car along the Budby to Ollerton Road and just before the Ed Winston turn-off, he saw the hominid run across the road. He thought at the time it may have been a prank, somebody dressed up or clowning around. But he hasn't spoken of it until this day. He said he didn't see a face. The thing just moved too quickly and too fluidly to get a good look at. But they didn't stay around to find out either, he said. Now, there was one other man who came forward after a newspaper report about the Sherwood Forest thing, who stated that he... Jeff, I need more. I need you to start treating me like the pest control guy treats me. Oh, come on. He listens to me. Ever since he started using Constant Contact, he uses analytics to understand what offers I really want. What does he have that I don't? A well-designed digital marketing platform that makes his small business more effective. Wow, I didn't even know you cared about analytics. Get into a serious business relationship. Constant Contact. All the digital marketing tools you need. 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Because of cycling? We also have a treadmill and Peloton Guide. Guide? The thing that counts your reps? Yeah. It turns your TV into an AI-powered personal trainer. And with training programs like A Stronger You, Peloton Guide takes all the guesswork out of working out. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton Tread, Guide, or Bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.ca slash home dash trial. You can't always see bad weather coming, so it's essential that you're able to see through it when you drive. Michelin wiper blades with advanced technology hug your windshield like a Michelin tire hugs the road, channeling away water, snow, and ice so you can see clearly, drive confidently, and breathe easy. Michelin Wiper Performance, clearer than ever. Upgrade to Michelin Premium Wipers today at Walmart, Amazon, and other fine retailers. He saw a strange, wild-looking man in the forest that had red eyes. Another report that comes up often that's associated with red eyes is the dogman. Werewolf, bipedal wolf, upright wolf, whatever you want to call them. And I got a report from Crew of all places. It said, Deborah, I wanted to tell you about something I'd forgotten about until I watched one of your uploads the other day. Now, many people wouldn't associate the area of Crew with any cryptid reports, but you'll find that there is a massive corridor that runs from Crew all the way to Ellesmere Port, and there are many, many canine creature reports on that. This witness said, when I was about 20 years old, I got asked to help move a couch and a wardrobe from a house in Crewe to the new owner's address. This house was one of a few that had been built and it was encroaching into the unoccupied fields at the time. It's not like that now. It was out in the middle of nowhere back then. We eventually got the stuff loaded up onto the van and as we were ready to go, the man we were helping asked me if I believed in werewolves. I was a bit taken aback as it was so random, to be honest. He then proceeded to say that a werewolf watches this house at night and lots of people have seen it. He said it was the talk in the local pubs and the shops and the market and everything. It's not like that now down there, sadly. It's all new bills and houses everywhere, said the witness. When I looked at the map to add this report, I realised that there could be a possible connection to the Delamere Forest as we have a number of bipedal canines in that area, stretching all the way to Wellsmere Port. Delamere Forest did used to cover this entire area. So you had all of Sherwood, a small break, and then the whole of the Delamere Forest. Now, there are estuaries and fields and farms stocked with live food and lots of livestock. It could make an ideal area for anything trying to hide out. Sightings along this route include a female upright wolf in the Cheshire area, who watched a young man in his room. He got up after feeling watched to see her in the tree line, watching him from the woods. There are a number of werewolf reports on the satellite trail at Delamere Forest, along with a number of wolf and upright wolf reports in the forest itself. 
As I say, a line of reports stretched from Crewe all the way to Ellesmere Port, heading northwest. There's a dark crawling road crossing creature that was seen at Tatton. It belly crawled across the road in front of a waiting motorist. A creature the size of a horse was seen by a van driver in 2018, in the early hours, between Risley and Birchwood. He said the thing he saw looked like a dog, but it was huge like a pony. It moved so fast and so fluid he couldn't believe it. The blacker-than-the-night wolf at Ellesmere was seen by a young boy and his grandparents. And the grandmother also saw the same black wolf close to her works one day when she was on a break. And they're not the only strange reports in the area. There are so many more. Now we move further south and we have the large hunch figures and red eyes in the night in the 1980s from around the Romford area. Hello Deborah, I just stumbled across your YouTube channel and I've been listening to some of the accounts you've shared and it made me realise I may have experienced what I think may be some of the cryptic creatures we have here in the UK. I live in Essex and I love being out in nature. In fact, my whole life today has been entwined with Mother Earth and the Green Man and our early beliefs here in the UK. I've seen some strange stuff out there over the years, someone out in the woods or fields. There's an area along Lambourne End and Adbridge where it's still very rural, but it was even quieter 30 years ago, back when I was a teenager. There wasn't a lot to do at night and on the weekends, so we'd meet up and go out for drives on whatever vehicle you could get hold of, parents permitting. We used to go out for a drive around, looking for friends, just wasting hours around the lanes, back again. And we'd do this quite a bit. I think teenagers the world over do this. One night, I was on the back of my mate's motorbike, and we were coming down Hole Lane from Abridge towards Lambourne End. He was a safe rider, and he was taking his time especially as he had me on pillion. He leaned back at one point and said to me, did you see that? And I replied, no, I didn't see anything. And I asked what he'd spotted. Instead of answering, he said, hang on, and opened the bike up. He was really speeding down the lane, which was totally unusual for him. We didn't slow down until we got to my house, and I was a bit surprised. And I asked him what on earth he was playing at, what was going on. And he said he'd seen something very big and very black. It was just a huge dark lump with bright eyes that reflected in his headlight. It was on the field edge to our left. And as we got close to it, it changed its stance. He said it dropped down to the edge of the road. But he kept itself hidden behind the hedge. Its eyes and the size of this thing are what stood out to him the most. He said it was huge. And what bothered him more than anything was it moved towards us and not away from us. And that's why he sped off on the bike. Now, we never did find out what it was that he'd seen. But I still remember everything about that night and how worried and shook up my friend was. A few years later, we were speaking about that night in a conversation with another friend. And he told me about a night he was out in his mini which was fitted with rally spotlights on the front. Now, the car was kitted out, headlights and the whole lot, and he was driving up the same lane towards Abridge. He explained something huge and darker than the night crossed the road ahead of him. He couldn't make it out clearly, and his lights didn't quite reach the figure to illuminate it. But as he drove past the spot he was standing, he saw eyes looking at him from the edge. Strangely, and to add to this mystery, this thing was seen again, and it was around the same time. Another group of friends were staying in a nearby field, and they'd camped in a few old buses just off Hook Lane. They said one night when it was dark, they were getting ready to turn in for the night. They all heard a massive skidding of brakes, as though a car had crashed in the lane. So they rushed out, and they went down the lane to look. They reached the area just as the car screeched off. In the car lights and silhouetted, standing by the field gate, was what they described as a huge black shape that was as wide as two big blokes put together and about seven feet tall. I found it interesting 
that three local folk that I knew had experience down there, said the witness. I wonder how many others have too. Funnily enough, I'm 50 now, and I still don't like driving down Hole Lane. I go the long way round every time. Now, as this sighting is so close to Epping Forest, and one in a long line of sightings that runs down, skirts London and goes to Arpington in Kent, there are far too many reports for me to include them all here, and I will bring them to you in at a later date. They include a landlady who saw a hairy two-legged creature climb over, over the wall of a pub one day. She did report the encounter to the police. A grandmother who remembers a picnic date with a young man that ended badly due to a werewolf-type creature watching them from the trees. Horses and animals attacked and clawed and all manner of strange happenings. Two young boys with missing time and an invisible predator who chased them from the woods. And the Cater Park Wild thing. Now we move down to Somerset and the Leap Lane Black Dog. This incident happened around 2013-2014 and I would meet my mates after work and we'd drive around the lanes until 1 or 2am most nights, said the witness. We like to use the back lanes close to Stoke, St Mary, Henlade. One night, as I was driving down Leap Lane, I saw a set of eyes reflecting back at me from the side of the road, maybe 30 metres away. I slowed right down as the eyes had a good height on them. And I was worried it was a day and it had collided with the car. The eyes stayed completely still and I crawled to an almost stop. Whatever was reflecting light turned to face me and stepped out into the road. And I realised I was looking at a huge dark black dog of some kind. It was sort of like a wolfhound with short shaggy fur and it was very tall. I stopped completely. And it walked in front of the car across the road. When it reached the other side, I was hoping it would just walk into the tree. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Or. House cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it turned to face me again. It kept watching me for a while. Then still facing me, it slowly walks off up the lane, passing my side of the car. I was in total shock. I could not believe what I'd just seen. This huge dog was walking up to my car and across the road. Now bearing in mind this is a single track road. That dog was so close, if I'd opened my window and been daft enough, I could have touched it. It glanced in the window as it passed and its head was on the same head height as mine. It was massive. I cannot get over how big and tall this dog was. Luckily, nothing else happened. And once it left the light of the car, I lost sight of it. I sat there, frozen, hoping I'd see someone. But in the time I was there, no people passed or drove by. The road has no houses on it. It's pretty lonely out there at night. It was really surreal and creepy. But I didn't feel threatened by it at any point. I never went for a late drive down there ever again, though. Now, this report reminded me of another report that came in from Ellesmere Port, again, an area where we have a number of werewolf and dog reports. And this is a large black dog on Inns Lane, and that's in the late 80s. When I was around my middle teens, we all decided to go and meet a friend of mine who lived in a place called Inns, close to Ellesmere Port in Elton. 
We had to walk up a rarely used lane and it was used mainly for small cars heading into Wins. We'd eventually meet up with his friend at some point along the road. We finally met up and we just wandered around the area. We were out talking about kids' stuff when I asked if we could walk up a lane that was about 20 yards to our right. It looked really interesting. It headed into nowhere and it was all old limestone walls just going for miles. When this lad we had met said, Oh, you don't want to go down there. I'd stay away from there if I were you. We obviously asked why, and he told us there's this huge black wolf dog over there. And if you don't believe me, ask me dad, because he's seen it. We decided not to go that way, and eventually ended up just going back home. Now, there must be lots of local stories like these that we're not privy to. You know, until someone shares their event or contacts someone online. Tales of large black cats and bone-crunching critters that kill livestock, but I never seen. Eight black men hiding in woodlands. Dogmen stalking the cemeteries and lanes like the shucks of old. Each region has its tales hidden until shared. Hopefully we'll hear more and more of these stories as time rolls on. It would be a shame for them to go into obscurity. One of those strange stories is the Beast of Backwell Woods. And a gentleman wrote in to me and said, since reading about the Bigfoot sighting from the train carriage in 2017 that was close to Bristol, I've been constantly reminded of a conversation with the groundsman days after moving into our home here. It was back in December 2001. My partner and I moved into a flat up on Backwell Hill in the middle of the woods near Chevley Batch, which is just off the A370. On my way to my car in the top car park, I got talking to one of the groundsmen. And after a few minutes of talking, he said to me, So, do you believe any of this beast of Blackwell Hill malarkey? And I paused for a moment, trying to find out if he was winding me up or not. And then he assured me that he was serious, and he said, There's been sightings of a panther or something round here. He also said, One couple ran out of the woods screaming after seeing it. He then began to chuckle about the whole thing. Now, being a keen walker, and I like to go out with my metal detector. And I was a bit curious about this story. So every time I went into the woods, I'd always be a little bit scared while looking out for some black tail in amongst the tall grass on the net left, you know, long after you answer the, enter the trail. And since hearing the train account, I now believe the man telling this story was generalising when he said panther. I think he meant something big. I believe it might be worth your time, Deborah, focusing on this area and trying to catch up with the local authorities in Backwell, as I'm sure this happened in 2001. Now, the nearby area of Burrington Coombe is laced with caves, sinkholes, swallets, and it's in the middle of nowhere. So if you know anything out there about the sightings in 2001 or the Backwell Beast, I would love to have a chat with you about it. You might be able to point me in the direction and find me a witness. Now, another strange canine, shall we say, happened to be in Bridge North, which is in the Staffordshire area. And we have a hyena sighting in Bridge North. The witness said, I saw a hyena-type creature whilst driving in the Bridge North area of Staffordshire. The sighting I had was on the Bridge North Road, and it happened a few years ago now. It happened between Trescott and Rawton along the A454 We were driving along when the animal ran across the road in front of our car. And at the time, there was just myself and my wife in the car. The animal in question was a dirty brown in colour and it had dark stripes and it ran from left to right in front of the car. I had to brake suddenly as I almost hit it and then it ran into the fields on the opposite side of the road. Now, regarding this hyena sighting, The only thing that I can add, he said, to this is the direction it ran from. And as the animal ran in front of my car, I did notice a large country house in the distance. It may have been an escape pet from there. It happened around midday or 11am, 12pm, something like that. Now, very close to the hyena sighting is a report of a large two-legged creature that scared kids from the woods. And it's known as the Canton Brook Woods hairy thing and it happened in the 1980s I was contacted by a witness many years ago now um, and he's now actually a researcher with BBR 
And he said, I was con- I contacted you, and I'm from the Cantonbrook area of Shropshire. I lived there as a small child, he explained, and as children, we would all play in the woods close to home. And on a number of occasions, my friends, at least five that I can remember, were frightened away while cutting and collecting wood to build dens or ramps in the woods. Each of my friends described the same creature chasing them out of there. They just described it as a huge grey figure, and that's what we all called it. And it would just chase you screaming to the edge of the woods, and then it would watch you from the edge of the trees until you went away. Now, they're very old woods, with the remains of a Saxon mill and large oak trees in there. The stream is some 20 metres down a steep drop. Children don't really play down there anymore, due to local tales, to be honest. To this day, locals say the wood is haunted. You hear howls and wails that are heard, and dogs don't seem to like this area at all. One local had his dog spooked on a number of occasions when visiting the woodland, and that same local has taped strange howls and calls on several consecutive, consecutive Januaries. I'm having a tongue-tied, twisted night tonight, aren't I? One of the witnesses had heard and taped strange howls and calls on several consecutive Januaries for a number of years. Now, dogs, as we know, are very good indicators we are not alone. They seem to be able to see and sense creatures and spirits and energy and are far more attuned to the surroundings than most humans, as one such dog walker found out at Bowden Hill at Chippenham. A lady out walking with her teenage children and their dog on Bowden Hill experienced a strange feeling which left them feeling really uneasy. The dog, which is a staffer, ran away, which is very unusual for this breed, and I know this because I have two of them myself. Whilst in the area, a strange grunt was also heard. Now, the lady's a regular outdoors woman. She can identify most of our common wildlife, but she could not identify the grunt or what animal would have made that noise. On another occasion, a young man and his girlfriend, who were also on the hill, were startled by a deer running out in front of them, as something they couldn't see chased it. They did, however, hear a strange animal noise they could not identify. Now, this pattern is repeated all across the UK. A feeling of being watched, and the dog acting strange, upset or unnerved. A strange grunt or a snarl, a whoop or a howl that cannot be identified. I know of reports in Norfolk, Lancashire, Surrey, Sussex, many areas of Scotland, Ireland and Wales, and I'm sure I've missed some out, where the same reports are made. If it's not dog walkers experiencing strange creatures, then it's drivers who see something by the side of the road or something crossing the road, something running out in front of the car or even chasing the car and keeping up with it. A tall, lanky figure runs across the road in front of a motorist. And I received a report that said how myself and my colleague were working nights and driving from Milford to Haverford West. It was about 2am and we were just approaching Johnson. As we did, I saw a very tall, lanky, dark figure run straight across the road into the hedge. We stopped and got torches out and had a look, but they were nowhere to be seen. I have no idea where it could have gone. It literally disappeared into the hedge. Some paramedics then stopped and told us about the road being haunted, which they thought was quite funny. This figure had long arms and legs and it ran very quickly and it just disappeared into that hedge. You've heard me mention the A roads a lot. Um, and this is another one from the A556. A dark grey humanoid and a creepy experience on the A556, which happened in the summer of 2020, so not that long ago. I'm not too sure if this is the right place to report this to, but here goes anyway. I was driving home roughly 3am. I was driving on a British A road, which is in the middle of nowhere and surrounded by forest. I pretty much know this road like the back of my hand and I've been dri- driving back and forth, mostly at night, for a long time. The street lights, but they're quite dim, and they don't do a great job of lighting up the road ahead. Now, as a bit of background, I'm generally a calm driver. I don't know why, as I'm quite frantic in real life, but when I'm behind the wheel, 
Nothing seems to faze me at all. But the other night, I'm pretty sure I nearly had a heart attack. I was driving on the road, as per usual, on my way back home. And the only way to describe this is to say that about 150 yards ahead of my car, out of the woods, this humanoid creature bolted into the road. It was a light grey colour. It was hunched over on all fours, but it could easily have been about eight or nine feet tall if it had stood upright. This thing bolted into the road at an unnatural speed and disappeared into the woods on the other side of the road. There are four lanes of traffic and no central reservation, so it was a straight sprint across the road for this thing. I tried to rationalise this as a bird, but I just knew for a fact that it wasn't. Like I said, before, I'm a very calm driver, but as soon as I saw this thing, I had instantly turned freezing cold. I started sweating. I was almost on the verge of crying. I don't know what my rationalisation was, but some part of me wanted to slam on my brakes out of panic to take a breath. But I just put my foot down and drove away so fast just to get away from what I saw. I don't necessarily know if it's relevant, but I remember looking at the clock and it was dead on 3am. Now this report is in the line of reports that run from Sherwood Forest, through the Delamere Forest and up to Ellesmere Port. So actually, once again, a repeating pattern. Now we go to Staffordshire, where we have numerous upright canine, bigfoot, pigmen, all kinds of weird happenings in Staffordshire. And this is the Hopwise bipedal dog. And this is in the witness's own words. I live in England, and I used to live in a town called Tamworth. There's a wooded park with lots of lakes and nature, and it's called Hopwile Woods. I was walking through the park one night going home, and I could hear noises behind me all the way. I didn't think anything of it, other than it's just a day. I carried on walking. It was black in there, apart from the moonlight, so I couldn't make anything out. I heard the noises again for a second time, and I turned around thinking it was kids playing a prank on me or just some idiot or something. And I froze at what I saw. I swear to God, I froze on the spot because there, right in front of me, was this big wolf man thing. I didn't know what to do. So I tried to run. I fell over a fell tree and I turned onto my back and I could see it face to face. It was definitely part canine. I could smell it. It smelled like a dog. And it looked like a dog but it walked like humans do, and I've never been so scared in all my life. I heard another noise at that point, coming from the other side of me, and I looked across, and it was a deer. And this beast just took off and grabbed hold of that deer and just started to bite into it like it was a piece of steak or something. And I saw this as a chance to run, so I did. I ran straight over the gates, out onto the little street. I told everyone, I told my friends... My parents, the police, everything, and they all just laughed at me. Well, since that night, 14 people have gone missing in those woods. I've been researching it, which makes me think about how lucky I was that that day came along. The strangest thing is, though, I recently moved out of Tamworth, and I now live in Leeds. And where I am, there's a set of woods called Eshalt Woods, and I've been in there a few times at night, and I swear to God, I've seen the same thing. Is it possible for this werewolf-like thing to follow me 180 miles and keep taunting me because now I won't go out after dark? I always make sure I'm in the house before it gets dark. I've actually got to the stage now where I don't want to leave the house at all. I'm that scared. Would somebody please enlighten me on what to do and if I can stop this werewolf thing from following me? Now, this is not the first witness to be followed home or followed after a house move. I've got to be honest with you, it's not. If this is to do with this man's abilities or the effect that he has on energy around him, I'm unsure, I don't know. But if I can speak to him, I think I can help him. And I know he's out there somewhere. And if you are, please just message me back and we can try and have a chat and I will get somebody that's in Leeds close to you to come out and help as much as we can. We're a big community and we all, you know, don't mind helping. Please do not be out there on your own feeling that you can't go out at night because that's the last thing that we want. Red eyes on the A331, noticing a pattern hour, 
December 2019. These A-rolls seem to crop up a lot. I want to report a potential strange sighting in a small nature reserve in Mitchett of Hampshire. The sighting happened about a month ago when I was driving back from a friend's late at night. I just turned off the A331 at Mitchett. I go over the bridge and I was approaching a small nature reserve on my left when all of a sudden I saw two red eyes or what looked like red eyes in the darkness. As I got closer to the eyes, I initially thought they could be car rear lights or something. But as I passed, I saw no cars travelling up that small track into the reserve. This naturally freaked me out, and as I passed where the red eyes were, I lost sight of them. I saw nothing but darkness in the reserve. I didn't see a figure or a car, so I'm not quite sure what I saw, but it was really creepy. There could have been someone walking with a red torch, maybe, but who walks around with a red torch at night? I'm certain I saw two red eyes in the darkness, or what looked like to me red eyes. Could it have been a black dog sighting, or something supernatural like that? Or something else, such as a car driving up the track, even though there was no sign of a car in the reserve? Whilst this sighting could be nothing, I thought I'd report it to you anyway, as I found it creepy. And rather interesting, as I have no explanation for what I saw. Now, this witness is just one of many hundreds of people who report strange eyeshine. Eyeshine, sorry. Red, blue, white, orange, yellow. I've had all kinds of colours. Eyes are eight feet high, or on the edge of cliffs, peeping up from hedgerows as you drive by. Some sadly see them at home, even. What they are, or what they want is not something I'm sure of. Some hide quickly when you spot them, others stalk and follow you. A fisherman disturbed in the night at Clifton Marina, Lancashire. One Saturday in late July, 88, we decided to go and fish at Clifton Marina off the A666 between Kerslet and Swinton. We got there about 8pm. We decided to set up at the bottom of the lake where the River Irwell winds around the back and it heads off towards Stonecluff and Ringler. It's one of my favourite places to be, to be honest. It was a warm, still night without a ripple on the surface and it looked like we had the place to ourselves. There was no sign of any other gear set up and the pegs were empty and nobody else came around as we fished. Now, a little bit of no local knowledge because this is my local area. Um, this runs from the Irwell Valley, it goes all the way up to Ramsbottom, where it picks up the reports at Holcombe, carry on to the followers to Boland and then up. Um, and then it's, there are lots of reports along this route. Now, this fisherman is not making any claims. I've been to Clifton Marina a few times, I've fished it with my dad in the past. Um, and you can't really see each other when you're on your pegs, when you're sat out on your pegs, because there's a lot of um, growth, like trees, and it's a, it's a country park, so... Um, it's a nature reserve, so obviously it's set up for the animals, not for humans. But the fishermen have set pegs where you go. It's a nice place to be. The gent says, the three of us fished about 15, 20 feet apart from each other. And each peg spot was separated by reeds and bushes, so we couldn't really see each other. Apart from the end of our rod sticking out. I was on one end of the marina, so there wasn't anyone fishing to my right side. Just me and then my friends to the left. Once darkness fell, it was pitch black. We had our torches and their lights were visible, but they just attract midges and all manner of flying bugs and we didn't leave them on for long. I had a bivy type over a wrap that fitted over my umbrella. After an uneventful night, I fell asleep. I was awoken to the sound of gravel shuffling from directly behind my bivy, almost like someone was shifting their weight from one foot to the other. This happened over and over, and after a couple of minutes it stopped and it all went quiet. I thought it was one of my mates who climbed out of their bivet silently. I hadn't heard them. And then we just stood there having a fag and stretching the legs. I got up to look, peered around the back, and there was no one there. It was just starting to come light. It must have been about 4am. Just puzzled. But I was really tired and I dropped back off to sleep. I slept through till the sun came up. Later, I went to see how my mates had gone and if they'd caught... And they had caught quite a few fish. I asked if one of them had been for a walk behind my peg in the night, but they both said they hadn't moved at all. I always thought it was weird that it was... that if it was them, one of my friends, why didn't they speak or ask if I'd caught anything? 
For all those years, I didn't believe them. I just thought it was one of them messing about. But now I think differently. It was only when a recent accountant came into BBR from a guy who was fishing on a pond at night in Epping when he was a kid that it jogged my memory and made me wonder and look at that night with a different perspective. Especially as the area I was fishing is right on the Irwell route. There's been numerous sightings of a big hairy ape-like creature there since about the 1950s now. Although this subject was not something I was tuned into at the time, he said, it was only years later that I wondered who walked around my peg that night. I'm unsure what's worse. Not seeing what's studying you, or seeing it. You know, put yourself in the right, so you're fishing, side of a lake, you hear something behind you. What's worse? Looking around the back of that biver and seeing what it is that's watching you, or it just not being there at all. Or you're in the woods and you feel something following you and you and you turn and you look and you can hear it, but you can't see it. Is that more frightening than seeing what pursues you? I just don't know. One area we receive reports from like fishermen, farmers, wild campers, things like that, is Lockhart and many of the locks in Scotland. The reports of disembodied voices at Lockhart, werewolves, strange red eye sign and the report of a large ape-like man. A report, from, a report from around the Loch area came in and it happened further south in the hills. It was between Inveray and Loch Ar. A forestry worker reported seeing an, a large ape-like man watching them with interest as they worked. The figure was around 400 metres uphill. The workers, of course, were very confused by this. And when a fellow worker put his trucks full beams towards a wild-looking man, the wild man ran up the hill very fast I went into the thick trees and woodland. Another of the locks, Loch Erne, has a very strange report on it of a roar like a lion. Hi, Deborah. This subject's never really caught my attention until about eight years ago. My experience happened while I was fishing and camping with six friends on the south shore of Loch Erne in Scotland. It was a beautiful night and we'd set up a good camp. We were enjoying the beer and we had the guitar out. I was showing one of my friends how to tie a fishing knot when from the other side of the lock we heard what I can only describe as a roar like a lion bellowing. We were the only ones to hear it. My friend and I could only look at each other in total disbelief with, you know, what written all over our very pale faces. We've been there at least 50 times and nothing remotely like this has ever happened before. Or since. Red eyes in the night. Barnstable. Now a sighting of a red-eyed creature was reported in January 2010. In an area called Barnstable on the southwest coast. It was approximately 5.30am and it was still dark. The witness says I was driving heading north on the A39 from Camelford to Barnstable. That particular day, my partner was also in the car along with me and he had an early appointment in the same town. There were no street lights down that road, no houses around it, so it could be pretty eerie there at the best of times. But this particular day, heading towards us on the other side of the road, was what looked like a set of red glowing eyes. They were moving as if they were on a dog that was walking fast a dog heading in our direction, if that makes sense. But there was no body or anything like that out there. It was just these red eyes. Then they just disappeared. I thought I must have been seeing things as I was tired. But it spooked me. So I sped up a bit. And it was at that point my partner said, Did you see that then? And I just said, Yep, yeah, don't talk about it. And I drove as fast as I could away from the area. In hindsight, we should have talked about it later. But it was so scary, I really just wanted to forget about it. The forest was watching me. The witness states, my experience happened in the Scottish Highlands a number of years ago now. As I said in my message, I didn't actually see anything. I just had a feeling of being watched constantly. And a nagging urge to leave the place and to not go on too far. I was on what seemed like a logging road next to a pine forest. 
I was walking alone and I had an argument with my husband and I was in a really bad mood. I was not overly afraid, but I just had this sense that there was something watching me in the forest. I couldn't shake the feeling and everything felt off. I remember having a feeling of the forest being out of bounds, that I shouldn't be there and that I should leave. So I turned around and I went back. We were staying at some cabins near Corrin. They're not too far from Lockhearn, actually, called the Birch Bray Cottages. They back onto the forest, which leads up the mountains. Absolutely stunning place and would love to go back. However, we were visiting from Australia at the time and I don't think we'll be travelling again. If you would like to hear the witnesses speak about their stories and their encounters, as you hear me voice them, why don't you come along to our uh, conference that we're having in Leyland in October, Sunday the 11th of October to be exact, because there'll be a number of witnesses there that are going to speak about their experiences and what life's been like for them before, during and after the event. We'll also have some guest speakers talking on cryptid reports, uh, paranormal reports, UFO, werewolves, dogmen, the whole nine yards, and we're hoping to have a kind of town hall meeting, shall we say, where you can share your experience with whatever it is. It doesn't have to fit into a box of any kind. It doesn't have to fit under the, the title of, you know, Bigfoot, cryptids, unexplained, UFO, none of that. Whatever it was that happened and it stayed with you and never really been able to work it out. Or something that you think might help one of my witnesses in the other way, that if you've heard an account and you think, I think I can explain that, come along and join us. Um, we'll all be there on the day. There'll be lots of book signing and I'll be around all day from 9 till about, probably about 7pm. Um and come along and, you know, have a chat and join us on the day. I've added a link down below um, that will give you... It's a link to Eventbrite. It will give you lots more information on the conference, who the speakers are, that kind of thing, and where you can get your tickets from and everything else. Um, if you're not in the UK, I'm sorry, but unfortunately at the moment we can't travel. Um, we have had the go-ahead for the conference because I have enough room at Leyland that I can, if needs must sit people two metres away from each other so we'd have to sell less tickets um, but that would matter you know, it really wouldn't matter we can only do what we can do with the current climate can't we um, so yeah, uh, anything that you want if you'd like to ask me a question or you have something that you'd like me to discuss on the show that I've not discussed at all just pop me an email across to debbiehatswell at gmail.com all lowercase, and we'll have a little chat, and then uh, I'll do some um, work for you. Whether you want to keep it private or whether you want to hear it on the show, that's entirely up to you. You know, it works whatever way for me, as long as you're comfortable. So I hope you enjoyed tonight's reports, and I will bring you some more next week. Have a lovely week and enjoy the nice weather. Good night, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.